All of the newest episodes of Note to Self are now available on the Luminary Podcast app. It's free to download, and you can also listen to other podcasts from WNYC Studios, like Radiolab, Two Dope Queens, Snap Judgment, Here's the Thing with Alec Baldwin, and others. Luminary Premium is the only place where you can enjoy the entire new season of Note to Self, plus new original podcasts you won't find anywhere else, from Trevor Noah, Roxanne Gay, Guy Raz, Lena Dunham, and many more. And you can enjoy them ad-free. Start your free trial by going to luminary.link slash note to self or download the Luminary app for free. Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Hello, friend. If you're looking for an episode of New Tech City, you found it. Except we're now called Note to Self. Same show, just a different name. We hope you like it. I'm Anoush Samarodi. And this is Note to Self. I feel a little bit crazy. Yeah, but likes are also a big thing. Like, you want likes. The show where you and I find balance in the digital age. And this is embarrassing to talk about. My memory is shot, so I use my phone as kind of a memory aid. And figure out how to manage modern life. So, note to self, to come up with our new name, we thought a lot about our core mission, exploring the personal side of technology. And if you want to hear more about how we ended up deciding on note to self, just go back one episode. It's really short. Anyway, to debut our new name, we thought it would be great to bring you an episode that is about exactly that, the self. We found a new service that claims to understand you. I mean, like, really understand you. And maybe even use that knowledge to improve the dreaded time suck of email. Okay, so let's see. This is going to let me... I think I can write you an email and it'll grade me. This is me and producer Alex Goldmark when we first discovered the service. (laughs) Oh, look, it's telling me to be interesting with you. It's called Crystal. And you can find it at crystalnose.com. Really? Yeah. Other ones was like, be concise or something. It knows that I just need to, I need to pique your interest. That's fascinating. Yes, please be interesting, preferably. Otherwise, delete. Crystal claims to help you write better emails. Hi, Manoush. I got a new idea for a show. By creating a digital personality profile that zeroes in on your email recipient's deepest desires. It basically acts like an email writing coach slash therapist. Uh, new app. I'm supposed to that... say Hey Manoush, if I remember. Oh, I'm going to change that. So just then, a note popped up telling Alex to use Hey Manoush instead of Hi or Hello, because apparently I prefer to be addressed really casually in emails. Hey Manoush. It says how to improve this email. It says when you use the phrase we will try to, it can make Manoush uncomfortable with ambiguity. Say something with more certainty. Wow. I mean, that's generally true. But it is particularly true for you. I hate it when people say we will try to because to me that's just giving themselves an out. Yeah, right. Let's try somebody else. Do Ariana. Alex ran Crystal on our colleague, producer Ariana Tobin. All right. This scares me, to be honest. It really is scary. (gasps) It's waiting. It's going to see into my soul. As you can hear, the team was flabbergasted. Right? It is seeing into your soul. Oh, my God. I'm I'm difficult. <laughs> Before we get into exactly how Crystal works, just a quick detour. 
I want to introduce you to Aaron Curry. I would say three quarters of my day is spent sending emails or, you know, trying to arrange things via email. Erin is one of our listeners, and she got in touch when we put out the call for a professional emailer in a recent newsletter. Someone to help us test whether Crystal really works. That is, write emails that get better responses. So we'll make it happen. We'll make a miracle happen. Erin is the executive assistant at a very high-end carpet supply store in Manhattan. The clients are mostly demanding interior designers who work for very wealthy and also very demanding homeowners. Getting to know them is like half the battle. Most of the correspondence Erin has with the designers is done by, yes, email. A lot of times you have to say, you know, stuff that they don't want to hear. And at that moment, you really have to decide, like, are they the type of person that you just need to be blunt with them and give them the answer? Or are they the type of person that requires more of like a, like you have to give them like a cushion, like optimistic, like, but we'll figure it out and we'll make it work and don't worry. Aaron has to send some crazy emails with thousands of dollars at stake. And she's the perfect person, we figured, to test out Crystal for a week. Oh, wow. okay. She's going to see if Crystal can help her navigate all the tense emailing and relationship coddling that she has to do. While Aaron's entering a brave new world of algorithmic assisted emailing, let's talk about how Crystal knows our personality profiles in the first place. Let's meet the man who wants to fix our emails. My name is Drew D'Agostino, and I'm the founder and CEO of Crystal. So, Drew, I feel like I already kind of know you, actually, a little bit. (laughs) Drew D'Agostino. He's a serial entrepreneur. In college alone, he founded a pizza box advertising company and a bed bug extermination business. Um, There was another one that caught my eye. It was like, um, it was like about love notes or something. It was called GoRomeo.com. Um, <laughs> oh, that's embarrassing. I had this bright idea to make a website where you could submit a form with information about your girlfriend or wife, and then I'd help you write a poem for them. Yeah, he's that kind of guy. And Crystal is Drew's latest project. So Crystal uses online data on social networks and other blogs and articles that might appear. Anything written by or about a person analyzes it to detect a personality type and then uses that to help you specifically when you're writing emails. As a tech guy and somebody that's gotten way more into coding and really technology, entrepreneurship and business, I've realized that I have a a very specific personality style that just does not translate well to certain other people. Drew's kind of blunt. He wants to get straight to the big picture. And those attributes were causing miscommunication and problems with employees who, for example, would write him long, detail-oriented emails. He needed a solution. Once I started just trying to use empathy in communication and speaking in terms of you know, how they like to communicate rather than how I naturally communicate, I realized that you actually can develop really much more healthy and productive relationships with people. He translated that realization into something for the masses. Crystal, this service that just knows the personality type of, well, almost anyone. And then it gives you pointers on how to email them based on that personality type. So if I make this sarcastic comment, it's just helping me know that, wait, this person's probably not going to get sarcasm instead of me saying that offending them. Right. So people understand, like, I... um ran Crystal on myself, and it says, um, 
Manoush is a very quick learner with strong analytical, creative, and social skills. I like that part. But then it goes on to say that I may seem scatterbrained at times. Um, So that part, I was like, huh. Now, am I indeed scatterbrained or is that how people will perceive me? So, yeah. So Crystal is really just an estimate. And you see that accuracy confidence there? Yeah, 88% Yeah. So what it's doing is taking your information, analyzing it, and then matching you up with one of 64 personality types. 64 personality types. Drew is using the DISC, D-I-S-C. It's an assessment kind of like Myers-Briggs. A lot of businesses use it. So Drew slots us into one of those 64 personality types based on what we've been putting out into the digital world. So on social media, whatever bio we've written on LinkedIn, a blog, like the same things that would turn up in a Google search. Crystal scoops it all up and then looks for cues in your writing style. When you're writing about yourself, if you'll use, let's say, a particular order of word types, say adjective, noun, comma, adjective, noun, comma, adjective, noun, comma, if you have that pattern, you're likely to have this particular personality type. And there's just a whole bunch of those different patterns and different words and things like that built into the algorithm that can detect it. True to his personality profile, Drew kind of resisted going into more detail. Perhaps for proprietary reasons, maybe for other ones. But he did assure me that Crystal is not reading our emails or looking at our Amazon shopping habits. <laughs> nope, nothing like that. We're, we're talking like what you've written on your LinkedIn profile or if you had an Amazon review or if there was something on Yelp that you wrote or if you had a blog that you guest posted on, something like that. So every footprint we leave online is like a note in a dossier about us. What do you think about that, listeners? As for accuracy, well, 80% of those that Drew has surveyed agree that, yes, their Crystal profile sounds very much like them, which helps to explain why Crystal already has paying customers who feel like it's helping them at work. People that are constantly communicating with new people every single day, yeah. they think Crystal is just a godsend, like the thing that they've been waiting for. And those are the people that are making up a majority of our paid users right now. When I get an email that's more than three paragraphs, I just don't read it. I scan over it really quickly, and most likely it's going to fall down in my inbox. That could have been very useful to me, but just because of my communication style, I might have missed it. I don't know. Obviously, I'm kind of biased because I made the product, but as a user, I don't feel manipulated or anything by that. I actually think that that's an improvement. Drew, did you look me up on Crystal before this interview? I'm looking at your profile right now. (laughs) And um, now that you've spoken to me and we actually know each other a little bit, how accurate do you think that Crystal is? I think it's actually kind of really accurate. Um, so one of one of the things to look out for that it's telling me is basically we're going to have a long conversation and you're going to want some logical backing for things. And you've definitely done that. I think my first couple of responses were a little bit more high level. And then you kind of kept digging at it. And then I could tell you, you really want more. And probably more than I, just from my personality style, I'd rather move on to the next thing in the big picture. But I think you can get, you go deeper into that. Well, it told um, me when I did a profile on you, it said that I should let you lead the conversation, but I should push back if you digress, which I, I yes. think I did. Yeah, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> this could be the future, people. Algorithms advising everyone about everyone else on how to have a basic conversation for maximum efficiency. I mean, especially for people like Drew, people who don't feel that confident about their emotional intelligence. I guess that does sound useful, but it 
also sounds really weird, right? I like to unpack where this creepiness comes from. The creepiness factor. Why, after listening to how Crystal works, you might be feeling a little unsettled. And yes, how personalization technology like Crystal can be used in other, maybe not so nice ways. It's coming up. We're back. I'm Anoush Samarodi, and this is Note to Self, the podcast formerly known as New Tech City. It's kind of like Prince and that squiggly sign. Anyway, we are trying out Crystal, a service that is in beta that creates personality profiles on people and then claims to help you write better emails to them. It's the cutting edge of personalization technology. I was looking at my profile for Crystal, and it was saying that when speaking to me, you should emphasize the future. And, and yeah, about it's really fun to run Crystal on yourself. Sure. My name is Sarah Watson. I am a technology critic and a fellow at the Berkman Center for Internet and Society. Sarah, I have to tell you, I also ran Crystal on you. Um, but it's <laughs> said that we should be having lighthearted chit-chat before we get down to business. Oh, so, that's true. That's true. Go. Sarah Watson, despite what Crystal told me, I stayed focused, and I asked her what Crystal and other technology like it mean for our future and our privacy, and why the service makes people feel so weirded out. I think a lot of it has to do with this uncanniness, right? So it's supposed to be based on all this information that's about you and out there in the world and public, but there's not really any sense of saying like, okay, well, what about me says that I don't follow specific verbal instructions? So we don't really get to have any insight into what tweet or what kind of email led to that analysis of us. And why do you think that that's an important thing? I think there are so many other examples of personalizing technologies that all just happen in the background. And so we Like what? What are you really thinking of when you say that? Loan targeting um, and underwriting, work, uh, applying for jobs. Okay, let's just pause here for a second. What Sarah is saying is that my insurance company or a prospective employer, they might find the same things out about me as Crystal can. Like, for example, Manoush doesn't pay attention to details. That's not really a problem when someone's emailing me, but if they won't give me insurance or they won't give me a job and they won't tell me why, that is a problem. And right now it's, you know, Crystal's not sharing a lot of that information, nor sharing much about how they're processing and running that through their proprietary personal detection technology. Yeah, when you put it that way, proprietary personal whatever detection technology, that makes it sound so, like, bloodless that you think well, it's fine. that's how they put it on their website, right? Oh, is that what they use? Oh, Yeah, that's their language. It's really bloodless and it makes it seem sort of harmless because I don't quite understand it. But do you think there's something we should worry about with technology like Crystal? So this is a perfect example of something that's showing you how it works or showing you the results of, of the way that data is out there and can be used and can be processed and, and interpreted. It's not Crystal that I'm worried about because what does it matter if we're optimizing for better responses to email? That seems really innocuous. But I can imagine a scenario where all of these uh, 
salespeople are using emoticons because it says my profile that I like emoticons or are appealing to my feelings to drive me to action, as it were. You know, what kind of new filter problem do you have if everyone's using the same tactics to write to you and talk to you? Okay, so let's say that there's a portion of people who are like, you know what, it's fine. I get better emails. I'm cool with it. I get better ads. I like olives. I get ads for olives. It's all good. But what about the people who are like, I am not okay with this. It's super creepy. I hated it when I heard that Facebook was experimenting on users' emotions, and I'm not cool with Crystal. What can they do? Mm -hmm. Well, that, I mean, what they, what can they do? So I, I like to unpack where this creepiness comes from. We don't have a lot of ways to see how the how our experiences are tailored and and constructed for us. And I think that's true in every digital interface that we have. Facebook doesn't tell you the things that it prioritizes over other things, and you don't get to say how you want them to prioritize things for you in your feed. If we are going to live with the good sides of this technology, that we have to push back um, on the things that we are not so comfortable with and to try to keep pressing on, you know, what it is about that that makes me feel this is creepy or something about this isn't quite what I want it to be. I think a lot of these technologies won't change until we start kind of pushing back. I mean, that's the real message here, right, listeners? If the technology feels creepy, it might be in part because it's not transparent. And it is worth asking, why don't I have control over my own information or at least know where it's going? Okay, so that's what we need to do as the people who use mm -hmm. the technology. If you had sort of any wise words for the founder of Crystal or, or other sort of technologies like it, what would you say to them? I think that being able to opt out and say, you know, I don't want to receive emails that have been written. Right. Or I want or I want to know when, a, when an email has been composed with the help of Crystal. Sarah, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I think that Sarah is actually on to something here. A label at the bottom telling me that Crystal had been used to write that email, that would make me feel better. But I guess it would also kind of defeat the purpose, which is to come across as genuine, to come across as authentically empathetic, right? What Crystal is promising is the answer to every salesperson's dream. It's the sort of thing that regardless of how you and I feel about it, it could be really helpful to someone, right? Let's go back to our friend Aaron from earlier. So Aaron sends ridiculous amounts of emails at her job in a high-end carpet store. You have to know how to talk to these, you know, really wealthy people, how to kind of, um, I can't really say kiss their ass on the radio. Yeah, it's just carpets, but things can get super tense, especially when they don't go right. Did she say it was just a slight variance or it was a completely different color? Like on this particular morning, when Aaron learned that a big installation at a Hamptons beach house had actually been done with the wrong carpeting. The designer just called me this morning saying that this was not the carpet that her client picked out and all of the carpet <laughs> needs to come up. So um, I'm basically just sending an email saying, like, you know, this is the email where you told me that it was approved. And so I'm basically telling her that this isn't our bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but, I mean, at the same time, she's a loyal client. And um, in order to keep loyal clients, you show them that you care about their problems. So we wanted to know, could Crystal help Erin? She really wanted it to. 
Um, all right, so I'm typing in her name and let her location. Search for profile. Hmm. Okay, so it didn't come up with anything. I'm going to try her maiden name. Oh, it says they didn't find anything. Okay. And that's pretty much what happened to Erin over and over again. It turns out that Crystal couldn't locate much information about her very demanding clients or even create a profile on them at all. I did have to send kind of a cold email to somebody that I had never met before. And I think it would have been really helpful, you know, to just try and see like, oh, should I be over friendly with this person? Are they going to be really friendly back to me? Or is this the type of person that, you know, sees like smiley faces or, hey, how you doing as unprofessional or like too personal um, mode of communication? So I did search her and her profile came up, but it said um, they weren't able to, you know, gather enough information to really analyze her personality. So that would have been useful. But (laughs) I guess it's safe to assume that the type of people buying incredibly expensive carpeting are people who are maybe older, wealthier, maybe not online as much and care more about fixing up their actual surroundings rather than their LinkedIn profile. Lucky them. Crystal is still in beta, and there are definitely some kinks to be worked out, and Erin is not ready to buy her premium subscription just yet. See if you've been putting enough information into the technology digital media complex to warrant a profile. You can try out Crystal on yourself at crystalnose.com. We have run the algorithm on a few of your favorite public radio hosts and other people, and we've posted it to our website. Take a look, see if you agree with the Crystal assessment. And if you do do Crystal on yourself, just take a lesson from me and don't take it too personally, okay? Next week, two shows about some really fascinating new ways of keeping our communities allegedly safer. One of these episodes is with our colleagues at Radiolab. Yay! The other one is a note-to-self episode with a personal story about what it's like to be tracked down by the police with technology that they won't admit they have. It's crazy stuff. Note-to-self and Radiolab. Double your pleasure, double your fun. That's next week. By the way, do you have any worries or questions about how technology is changing your life or your brain or how you use your time? Anything that you want an answer to. We want to find the answers to your tough questions in upcoming episodes. So record that question using the Voice Memo Message app on your smartphone and email it to us at note2self at wnyc.org. That's note2self at wnyc.org. You might end up on the radio or in our newsletter, which is awesome, by the way. No, seriously, it is really funny. It has excellent links from the Note to Self team and from listeners. And I just think it's a really good read. And I'm not just saying that. Obviously, I am biased, but I am not just saying that. So sign up at notetoselfradio.org. The Note to Self team this week is Andrew Dunn, Ariana Tobin, and Alex Goldmark with special help from Joe Plourd. Thanks so much to them. And thanks so much to you for listening and coming along on this name change and everything. I'm Anusha Marodi, and this is Note to Self. Do you know Manoush, it asks me. I, I thought I knew Manoush, but maybe I don't. <laughs> like, I don't know. This is weird. Okay.